Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. You're listening to Simply Stogies, a monthly podcast dedicated to the cigar enthusiast. Light up a stogie, sit back and relax while James brings you along on his journey as a new cigar smoker. Simply Stogies will review cigars, discuss topics that cigar aficionados find important, and will probably learn a few things along the way. Now, here's your host of Simply Stogies, James. Welcome to Simply Stogies. I am your host, James. Uh, as you might be able to tell from the background noise, depends on how great of an editor I really am. Uh, I am live downtown Orlando, Florida with Lucas Da Silva. He is the owner, founder, creator, the, the man behind Oxford Cigar Company. Lucas, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, before we get to Lucas, visit creativebraincandy.com. Check out the great family of podcasts we have there, including the brand new one, Smoking and Drinking in capes uh from a couple of guys that think they know superheroes that's right myself rob and jason are, are now covering superhero movies the same way we cover sci-fi movies check it out smoking and drinking in capes creative brincandy.com all right so now that the shilling is over uh, i'm done pimping lucas welcome to the program thank you so much appreciate it being here so like i said we're downtown orlando and i wasn't sure what i what to expect when when i showed up here so this is a legit this is a bar. This is a, a nightclub bar car. Yeah, so this is crazy. Um, it's really, it's a rock and roll memorabilia museum on the second floor. It's an event hall place. Um, but uh, yeah, upstairs is a rock and roll memorabilia museum. Um, there's a lot of bikes, arts, all sorts of things. So it's very biker orientated. Every day here, there's essentially a car meet or some kind of bike meet. Thursday nights are crazy. I mean, we have, depending on good weather, we have a thousand plus bikers. Um, like you said, so we have a full-blown restaurant, full bar. So it's a little different than most cigar lounges in Florida because you can't have smoke and food indoors. Right. Um, and then we have a, a nice wide array of selections that we constantly rotate out. Now, is this your bar? No. So, no. So we're, we're, just a, we're just a retailer. Within, inside. Because yeah. this place is huge. Yeah, so we're one of many retailers. So if you saw, there's Dainese Orlando here, which they sell Italian apparel, motorcycle, or the cigars. There's a uh, Rockers is the apparel store. I mean, it's it's many many businesses in one. Many businesses in one. And it's a great spot, and you've got a humidor right when you walk in the door, uh, and it's it's chock full of great stuff. But here's here's the question that I have for you because you said this wasn't your only retail location no but it, it is now because of covid, COVID yeah so tell so me about that a lot of as you can imagine i mean we even closed here for over three months during covid um but believe it or not it was also one of our busiest times right i mean um we fell into that kind of essential business so we were shipping full throttle out of the warehouse no problem um and we ended last year really high on a really high note i mean i wish we're one of the few retailers that ship worldwide um, so it was really odd and really interesting, but we were shipping boxes of cigars to the most random places in the world that you would, you know, Czech Republic. Wow. Uh, I mean, we have a lot of, a lot of our clients overseas are Saudi Arabia, Australia, UK, but all these other countries, I guess, that were complete lockdown would order a lot of cigars. So we ended up, you know, branching off quite a bit. You're not the only cigar retailer to tell me that. Uh, in the last episode, Jeremy from Deep South Cigar said the same thing. I, I've been to numerous B&Ms that have said they're up year over year, and they were last year, too. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's it hits me a little bit different knowing that the cigar, right? Not the healthiest thing in the world. But it blew up during COVID where it was, it's a disease that hits the lungs. It's a little ironic. Well, that's one way to check if you have COVID or not. I guess if you start coughing and smoking a cigar, we can figure out right away. Right? So If you can't taste it, you might yeah. have COVID. But, you know, I, I like to say it's a six-fit rule. So if you're smoking a cigar, a lot of people that don't like cigars tend to step back. So there's your uh, natural barrier. That's right. It does. It keeps people away. So we're smoking, and you were kind enough to, to gift me this, the uh, cocoa. 
uh, from uh, Blackbird. Bla- Blackbird Cigar Company. This is only my second Blackbird that I've had, and this is actually really good. I dig this a lot. So this is a Criollo wrapper, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's got a little bit of, um, uh, you know, like everybody, they don't really disclose as much. But it's got some Brazilian uh, uh, tobacco, a little bit of Dominican, Nicaragua, and so forth. But I personally, this is out of all the Blackbirds, this is one of my favorites. Of course, the most popular one is the red, which is the crow. Yep. And then the unkind, the purple one. I think I've had the crow. The crow was pretty good. Yeah, but I got to say their line is extensive. I mean, the finch, um, all these other uh, birds are amazing. Yeah, this is this is really good. This is really good. Thank you for the cigar. So let's start, I guess, at the beginning where all good stories start. How did you start smoking cigars? So my first cigar was actually when I uh, turned 18. I bought a lot of ticket and I got a cigar. I did not win anything out of a lotto ticket. I will tell you that much. Okay. <laughs> but at the time I was doing uh, pre-med and, you know, kind of enjoyed it. It was like it was... You know, for me, a smoke is you can really sit down, relax, enjoy. Um, I smoke socially. I don't smoke while I'm working. So it's it's that one thing that I do to unwind. And that that's how I started. So, we, you know, me and my uh, best pal would go to the local cigar shop and just unwind at least once a week from our busy, hectic, crazy, you know, school lifestyle that, that everything was happening at once. Sure. Um, and that's how I really started. But. Nobody in my family smokes except me. So, really? Yeah, I'm the uh, nobody in my family smokes. So it's just 18. I'm gonna go pick up a cigar. Yeah, exactly. All you right, know, just one of those things. And it stuck. Was it love at first puff for you, or was it um, like? I would say yeah. I remember my first. Uh, I tell you right now, my first cigar I smoked was a Diamond Crown Julius Caesar. You remember? Oh yeah, I remember my first smoke. I mean, it's always you know everybody always asks. So I started with Diamond Crown Julius Caesar. I mean, I figured. It was middle of the line. Um, I think at the time it was maybe 10, 12 bucks a stick. Um, but what really got me going was, you know, I, I would always stick to that smoke, like everybody usually does, and stick to the one you know and you like. Uh, but then I got one bad one. And then I went to Padron. So I was smoking the 1000 series. It just took one bad one. And then same thing, took one bad one. But then after that, I just Christmas tree across the floor. I mean, I was just like, okay, I'm going to, I would go up to the, you know, to backness and be like, well, tell me, what am I smoking today? And then he would be like, oh, this, 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 that. And then my palate just developed from there. So your stash at home, did it grow? Actually, you know, I'll be honest with you, even to this day, um, I only keep a select few cigars because, you know, you can't, you can't smoke, get high off your own supply. <laughs> so <laughs> you are the second person today that has compared selling cigars to selling drugs. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, but you know, I, you know, the ones that I will store, I I bring them out for very special occasions. Um, something that really means to me, whether I pick it up on a trip or whatever it is. Um, but what really kicked off the business for me was this particular cigar called the CEO Amazon Basin. I'm sure you remember that. Oh, I do. The OG was amazing. Yeah, the original one. Oh, yeah. So the story goes, you know, uh, at the, I'm not going to say where, but the local cigar shop uh, that we would go smoke at, that particular cigar uh, got completely sold out. And me being tech savvy and all this stuff, well, the, the older gentlemen and all that, the older crowd that I would hang out with asked me, well, Lucas, can you see if you can find it? And I basically found it for like just right above cost. Oh, wow. And I ended up, I think, at the end of the day, it was like 25 boxes worth <laughs> supplying everybody. Massive split. And then that big retailer bought the last batch of Amazon bases. And then that's when it got me thinking, well, if I made the big guy move, I might have something here. And that's kind of how. That's how Oxford started. That's how Oxford started. Yeah. I'm sure you know there are cigar clubs everywhere, yeah. right? And we're always doing splits. We're always doing. I mean, that's essentially what you did. You did a giant split, yeah. and it started a company. Yeah, essentially. How, lo- how long have you been in business now? So I've been in this tobacco business for over six years. Oxford has just turned three, uh, uh, April twenty eighth. Happy birthday! Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, and we've been doing good. 
you guys have been doing good. I bought uh, a couple of things from you guys. It always ships very well. Like, how seriously? You guys seem to take shipping pretty seriously. Yeah, so that was always my thing. Um, at the end of the day, whether, you know, a lot of people look at it, um, I know we can say a lot of the major retailers, we try to stand out in the sense that, you know, I want to go above and beyond in customer service. I don't, I mean, I think I believe the way we've grown our business is because we, we're given quality first and then not, you know, and then later we get quantity. Right. So everything we've been trying to do has been, you know, changing the whole customer service. Uh, everything we ship basically is with Boveda packs. Uh, if you order singles or five packs, it comes with a Boveda pack. We usually don't open boxes unless, you know, request it because a lot, we have a lot of collectors. I mean, and now uh, I think just as last week we opened five new accounts. So we're, we're extending a lot from our, our cigar portfolio is getting immense every day. But you guys had the warped uh, 6102R. Is that the new one? Mm-hmm. Oh, which is such a great stick. And I had already purchased some uh, from another retailer. And then Evan from The Blend was like, hey, he's got some more in stock. Here's, here's like a discount code. Like, go nuts. And I was like, you can't pass that up. Yeah, it's a good cigar. It's a good. It's a great cigar. Let's talk about relationships because I'm a big B&M guy. I'm like, go support your local B&M. Like, you're a big online guy. Mm-hmm. You do a lot of online sales. How important are local B&Ms? Well, they're very important. I mean, I still believe we should always support the local brick and mortar. I mean, I even do that when I go out of town, travel. You know, it's shop courtesy. You go to any cigar retailer, you buy a cigar and enjoy it. I mean, I hope, I believe in competition. I think it's a great thing to have, especially, you know, the way the cigar world is happening now. Because I know, as you're aware, it's, I mean, we hit new highs on sales-wise, but then it also changed the cigar world. It seems like now it's like the craft beer world. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's back in its all-time high. Everybody, it's the hot thing now to smoke cigars or to have your own cigar brand, per yep. se. I mean, now we have issues which most people, you know, a lot of the big retailers, they either have a box problem or they don't have a tobacco. And beyond that, there seems to be, I mean, if you want, let's talk about the industry for just a little bit. The industry seems to be pretty divided. Yeah. As a whole. Like, and it, it's funny, and I, I mentioned this on the last podcast, you know, someone had told me once that the industry is like a, a poker game in the Old West, where everybody above the table is laughing, having a good time, helping each other, drinks, you know, smoking cigars. But underneath the table, they've got their guns drawn. Yeah, like, it's 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 a very even even when I first started, it's it was very difficult in the sense that it's very old school mentality. Whereas we, I mean, we try to really revolutionize the whole industry. Um, I mean, if you look at our website, it's very intuitive. It's not very black and white per se. I mean, we try to be a little bit more. It's modern. Yeah, mo- modernized. I mean, for example, we do a lot with warped, like you're saying. Uh, like I love what Kyle did with the security bubble. I mean, mm-hmm. Cohiba never did that. And look how many fake, I mean, I think like 70% of the Cuban market yeah, is fake. fake. Yep. And it's just, it needs to develop and we need to move on and grow from that. So how, how do we do that? And how do you, how do you facilitate that uh, as a retailer? Because the problem is it, they don't want to change. It's all oh, we've done it this way for years and we're yeah, not going to change. Gonna... And that, that doesn't cut it in 2021. Well, now the, the change is coming because I'll tell you right now, um, you know, some inside information. A lot of the, even the big companies are going, if you look at it, now that they're going that craft route. So, you know, Romeo and all these other guys, they're still going to have their core line, but everybody's going boutique and small batch or things like that. And when that happens, then people are going to start being creative. Like uh, uh, like another company that we, we're dealing with a lot now is Viaje. So if you look at Viaje, it's small batch, take it, and that's it. Because, I mean, I don't know if you know, but, for example, is it Altadis or General? One of the big ones, you know, every Thursday in the factory in Nicaragua or Dominican, they have the general meeting meeting, and they sit there and smoke all the cigars unbanded and just constantly tweak the, the, the blend to try to get it exactly over and over and over. Because uh-huh. that's the biggest issue that a lot of people don't realize. You know, you smoke the original Amazon Basin versus the one now. It is different. It is very you different. You smoke a, a Liga T52 from the original to now, I guarantee you, you know, they all change. 
So well, that's the challenge that master blenders have, right? Yeah, is is to keep it the same year after year, crop after crop, and that's that's a hard thing to do, and that goes into you know what a premium hand rolled cigar is. But my concern would be is if you have all these large companies starting to go small batch because they see what small batch is doing. What's that do to your boutique companies? Well, I think at the end of the day, it's it's going to create that demand that, you know, you got to buy now or else it's gone. Right. Right. Um, which I hope it'll be, you know, like I really like what Bovada did with the whole Bovada Butler. We're, you know, we sold a lot of those, you know, just taking the whole ease thing of how to keep your humidification and all that. Um what Halfwell did is release that article that you know you can basically put your cigars in Tupperware. You yeah. know, I hope it becomes a you know a sense that you can age cigars, you can experiment and things like that, and then hopefully people build on their portfolios because that's how I learned to appreciate cigars. And I know a lot of people when we do our events, you know, there's a lot of people that have their first cigar with us, and they're like, oh wow, this is amazing, just because we paired their palate correctly. So, I mean. I would say as as long as we keep the knowledge and the quality up, I mean, I think everybody can be a smoker in the end of the day. Just like, you know, your dad gave you your first beer, you're probably like, ugh, I hated it. But, I mean. You learn to appreciate it. You learn to appreciate it once you find the one that works for you. Yep, absolutely. So what kind of events do you do? I prefer the niche of the car world and automotive world. We do a lot of high-end car shows. I mean, that's really our niche. So if there's anything happening, whether it's Meekum or Bear Jackson, I'm the cigar guy. I mean, we do all of them all over the country. So hopefully, you know. Is there a big cigar community in the car community? No. no. We, we kind of created that. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I mean, it was it just became an idea that, you know, a lot of people do the barn smokes and things like that, the smoke out. But I went the different route because I figured, you know. First of all, you're buying a high-end car, you know, so there's, there's, there's... You've got some disposable income. There's disposable income, yeah. But it's also, for me, just like I appreciate smoke, it's something to celebrate, something joy, celebrate life, you know. Uh, I mean, that's usually, if you hear most people that, when they ask you, when's the last time you smoke a cigar that I haven't really smoked? Oh, I smoked it at a wedding, a bachelor party, whatever. So we focus on creating that experience. And the car world has brought us that experience. So how do those events work? Do you have like a traveling, like a mobile humidor that you take out and you set up shop? Yeah. So we literally, uh, I mean, we used to ship literally uh, the acrylic tower humidors until UPS destroyed them. But of course, now uh, we ship everything with Bovida. So it arrives fresh and stored. Um, we just throw it in there. We have the acrylic humidors and we set up shop like that. And wow. I mean, but we really, we don't just set up a table selling cigars i mean we do really create a, a lounge and a lot of our you know a lounge experience has a lot of business that happens at the same time i can tell you one of our craziest show was uh bear jackson west palm beach i mean we literally set up across the staging lanes so right as the cars line up to go to the auction arena you know people are sitting there and you can see the cars line up and it became you know a crazy event because you can imagine People, uh, the high rollers would just sit there, smoke cigars all day. Yeah. And then they would send the scouts, yeah, buy that car. I mean, you know, do this. And we did that one with uh, Zycar. And uh, Larry, they used to work with Zycar, bought every cigar product you can imagine. And I remember this one vividly. He's, there's a guy looking at a Shelby Cobra, blue, beautiful color, original color. And, and if you remember that XO with the, black blades the blue oh yeah one. yeah you know, look if you buy that car i'll give you that uh, uh or XO. <laughs> and he bought the car and he gave it to him so wow i mean it's just it's i mean the things we've seen i mean it's crazy is that the craziest thing you've seen what, what is the craziest thing you've seen oh i mean if you know cars i mean i could tell you some events we do well we did one event for trump at mar-a-lago no so, kidding yeah that was insane also a nightmare just a nightmare. I could imagine. I mean, with Secret Service and all that. I don't even know if I can say this, but uh, there was a <laughs> Secret Service once wanted a cigar, but you can't physically hand it to him. So we had to do like an exchange. I handed it to the hotel staff, and then he, and then he handed it to the Secret Service guy because I couldn't. I mean, it was just <laughs> it, just these, these things I seen. I mean, it's crazy. That's insane. So are you a car guy? Are yeah, you, I am. I'm a big really? car guy. 
Yeah. What do you got? Like I saw, so you pointed out the truck, which is fantastic. You've got the Oxford Cigar Company truck over there, which I completely missed driving up. <laughs> so it was a, it's a four hour trip from where I was at in Georgia. And I just got done doing a podcast with the guys at Black Label Cigar. I'm trying to drive downtown Orlando. Like I'm a guy, I'm a guy from the Midwest. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just, I come in here and I'm like, is this the place? Is this where I'm supposed to be? And I like got my head down. I didn't even look, and you're like, did you not see the car? I'm like, no, I didn't see the car. You've got the car out there with the Oxford Cigar Company logo on it. It yeah. looks super nice. So, so so the truck is a new thing. Um, we really came up with the truck recently because, you know, like I said, we do a lot of these car shows. But, you know, it's like, well, maybe we need to have an event vehicle. So well, we have an FJ Cruiser, as if everybody knows, it's this off-roader look Jeep thing. But what we were planning on doing it, there's an awning that we have on top that wraps around 270 degrees, uh, six and a half feet. So it's literally going to pop up. Oh, wow. And the back has uh, ports for uh, uh, AC. So we're going to put um, a coffee machine and a humidor. So it's going to be literally, we can set up and everybody have a smoke, wherever it is. That is awesome. So that's the plan with that. That's awesome. Wow. You're going all out. What we do, but you've got to right because it's just, like, when people think cigars, they think luxury, they think disposable income, they think high end, they think class. Yeah. So you've got to kind of do that stuff. Yeah, right? but the thing is, as well, I I know it's cigars is the chic and thing to do, but we really serve everybody. I mean, I can tell you, we've done events, little events, craft beer festival in the middle of the land. We have a line like a Starbucks. We've done some high end, you know, all suit and tie events that's you know completely different galas it, it, it really depends where but we cater to everything and that kind of goes to what the cigar is right because from kings to street sweepers everybody in between it's a great equalizer yeah. you sit down you can talk with a ceo you can talk with a janitor it doesn't matter yeah and that's and that's really why I, I love the cigar world more than anything it's the people we bring together i mean I met you through a cigar. Right. Absolutely. You know, it, things like that. I mean, and like you were saying, you know, Evan uh, from the blend, you know, he, he reached out to me. And I mean, first of all, I say that to everybody, but not everybody asks. Just just reach out. If you're looking for something, if we can accommodate, we'll do our best. I mean, that's really where I focus on. Give us the website. OxfordCigarCompany.com. OxfordCigarCompany.com. You can find it. I need more cigars.com, oxfordcigarco.com. We have all those. So you're, you're covered. You, so you're covered. You're covered. Don't worry. Nice. What is your favorite cigar right now? So, as Evan will say, and he'll tell you, I'm a big Avo fan. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big I met him. I, I used to hang out with the guy a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. We, we go back and forth. Uh, but I would say if. Anybody's listening out there and you, you get your hands because we completely sold out, but uh, it was discontinued now, uh, announced this year. But the Avo Domain, number 50 or the number 20, are by far my favorites if you can get your hands on those. Um, I love Padron because I feel it's Padron, yeah, but you know what it is though, Padron? It's just a quality, it is, it, it, it absolutely it's consistent yeah. over and over and over and over and over. Um, uh, I love Crooks, so we we uh, we have a, we have a um, account with uh, with them, and you know really educating the brand and all that. But if you saw the boxes in the humidor, I mean they're beautiful, and it's really cool. He's got the you know the little flavor notes, you know very uh, modernized box. I'm a big Warp fan, of course. Um, I love the La Hacienda. I mean it's a regular for me. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. I mean, there's a lot of good smokes. It really depends on the mood. So that's how I pick my cigars. I go by, you know, if it's in the morning, I'm going to smoke probably something light. And then towards the end of the evening, I smoke something heavier. But I, I tend to be more medium to full body. Let's talk about the industry a little bit. And let's talk about the PCA. PCA post-COVID. Do you think it needs to change? Yeah, it does. Okay. I mean, quite frankly... I mean, we're not going to TPE. Um, so you're not going to TPE or PCA? Um, we might go to PCA, but I mean, my big thing with TPE is, I mean, if you've gone to any of these events as a retailer, it's really where we meet and do business. I mean, it's a huge, you know, uh, room and then you can smoke, go in between vendors and 
retailers really put the face to face. I mean, some of our reps we don't we didn't even see our reps this year. You know, just phone call or text message. Right. So, I mean, this year they're limiting that you can only smoke in between booths. I mean, I'm not gonna sit there. You know, we have all these meetings. There's tons of vendors that go to a lot of these things. Oh yeah. Uh, but if you notice, you know, a lot of these guys canceled because of the cost. It's it's interesting you bring that up. I was talking to uh, a retailer in the Midwest just recently. He said, if you if you look at what General does, it's two hundred fifty thousand dollars for the for the space. Yeah. But then it's you've got you've got the construction of the booth. You've got to pay the union guys for that. You've got to pay for shipping the cigars there, shipping all the materials there, shipping all the materials back, paying the union guys to to it's it's a million dollar cost yeah. to do these shows. And when when you think about how how it's changed even the nature of your business, which is mostly online, right? Everything's online. Why isn't why isn't this? Well, see, and, and that's the thing too. So when we open a new account, we don't just we don't just open a new account just because it's a great you know it's a request a cigar. We we really try it try it out first. Um, some cigars don't pass the test. I will tell you that. Really? Yeah. When myself and the staff we smoke. It's like, well, this is not uh, is consistent. It a, is it a quality thing you're it's looking for? It's a quality for? thing because, I mean, we also have a guarantee. Right. A lot of people don't even know that. But let's say you buy a box of this cuckoo. You smoke the first five. And you're like, well, I didn't like it. Well, you can return it. We'll credit you for the, the rest. If you don't like it? Yeah, if you don't like it. How many people take advantage of that? Nobody. Because, I mean. I would hope not. But, I mean, but once again, we're trying to give you the best customer service you know as long as and you can tell if the cigar is smoked or not if it's bad so but there's some cigars that that we try that we get you know samples of and like well this is burning off it's how am i going to sell you a premium product which right. is a luxury right now that we're able to enjoy and you can't enjoy comfortably and really see your money's worth that's not what we believe in so how many people do you have on staff that We'll sit down and, and go through a Usually cigar. Usually about three to four. Three to four. So it really depends when we can sit down and have time and really, you know, smoke. And sometimes I give it to our VIP customers that are, are around. Um, I mean, especially, like, for example, some of these orders got delayed. I mean, we usually ship out, like, you know, somebody, here, try this out. Uh, I mean, we could I could see your how much you spend. I mean, we really go above and beyond that. I mean... I'm not going to be, I don't want to say any name, but like, you know, some of these, my major competitors online that, oh, you buy this great box of Monte Cristos, but you get all these bundle half cigars. That's not what we're about. I mean, I think if I think you should try this, you know, we'll, we'll include it. We'll give you some swag here and there, whatever, you know. Right. Because it's all about customer service. Exactly. Right. And that's what sets you apart from your larger competitors. It is. It was really nice when I opened the box from you guys and there was a handwritten note in there. Nobody do, like there's only uh, there's only two other retailers I could think of online that do that. And even that's hit or miss. Right. If they're swamped, it doesn't happen. But you guys, it was a very nice handwritten note. You guys do that with every order. Yeah. Every order. Every order has a thank, a thank you notes. Uh, Good God. Um, and I mean, depends. Sometimes we get messages back when customers place an order like, oh, Lucas, I love the cigar. And then. You know, then they'll write, well, glad you like it. You know, whatever it is, they'll add up. It's not just always a thank you or cheers. I mean, sometimes they write out a license of story almost. I mean, and that's, I and I don't know. Now we also transition the bags. I don't know if you noticed with your last order, but uh, we used to sip, I mean, really in Ziploc bags and then with Bovidas. Now we have like food grade bags. There are four bags on the inside to really hold the moisture and all that. I mean, it's, kind of the things that we're really focusing on right so you, now you're focusing on the little things that that just take it above and beyond and i mean that's what the handwritten note does too it takes it's just a little thing that not everybody does that really says hey thank you very much like we're focused on you the customer so that's a that's a big deal yeah because without them we, i wouldn't be here right right none of us i if the people weren't smoking cigars i wouldn't be here yeah exactly so so you, you, you're not going to TPE, you, you might go to the PCA? Yeah, I might go to the PCA. So I'll be there. So we'll be there. So if you're there, definitely hook up with us then because we, we want to talk about the show and talk about what's going on. Like who in the industry 
is doing it right. So we talked about, we talked a little bit about how the industry has kind of been stagnant for the longest time. And now things like people are starting to change. Is there anybody in the industry that really stands out that you're like, they're, they're doing it? Whether or not you like the product is kind of irrelevant. It's more of, because here's, here's the thing. As an online retailer, you're pretty, you're pretty social media savvy, right? Well, we try to be. You try I'm to really be. not. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> I hate social media yeah. myself. But, but your company is very social media savvy, right? There's not a lot of, it's starting to change a little bit, but B&Ms and, and manufacturers aren't really into the social media game. No, they're not. It's because once again, it's, it's the mentality that this is an older uh, product for an older generation. It's really not. I can tell you right now from our numbers, a lot of the people that smoke cigars right now, the largest demographics, it's young uh, entrepreneurs yeah. and millennials. I mean, like I said, it's a cool thing to smoke. Um, I mean, in talking about that, I think that the biggest thing that I will see, that we'll see in our time now, this year, is definitely going to be the flavor ban. That's coming down the wire, I believe. You do, you do think that's going to happen? Oh, that's going to happen, for sure. Do you think that's going to affect the numbers of new smokers? Because a lot of new smokers come in on the f- yeah. flavor wagon, right? Yeah, like, that, I- that will for sure. I mean, we saw a lot of like Deadwood products. Which honestly, it's not, I can't even justify that's really flavor, because it's, you know, it's pipe tobacco, but it's it's not like the acids that are right. you know, artificially. Yeah, they're there. not infused. Yeah, it's not, it's so it's different, but you know, those are big entry level for a lot of customers. I mean, especially uh, the Tatianas as well. We saw a lot of those at our events. Really? The, yeah, the honey and the vanilla and, wow. the, and the chocolate go like you know hotcakes. People love it. It's but that's how a lot of people get introduced to the hobby, right? If that goes away, are you afraid that your numbers are gonna no plateau? Or? Because because it's it's it will be it will still be the the cool thing to do, you know the uh, the hangout thing. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's one if there's one thing I'm willing to give up, it will be the flavor stuff. Honestly, really, I just I just. My biggest thing is that I hate those. I hate the distinction that the FDA is trying to compare them to cigarettes. I mean, recently we had, we had issues with our uh, PayPal. You know, they, they got back to us. They closed because they're like, you're selling cigarette products. We're like, guys, this is premium hand roll. I mean, the best way I, the best way I say it, if you're smoking something with a filter that needs to be put first, then there's probably something wrong with it in the first place. Right. You know, this is natural. There's no filter behind this. It's hand roll. I mean, if you've been to a farm, you've seen how the arts and the craft to make a single cigar, how long it takes. You factor all that thing in and you're paying a little, you know, fraction of what it takes. Well, and that's that's a good point. And I, I think I brought this up on the on the last podcast. I'm surprised that no one has tried to fight the FDA on First Amendment grounds because this is an art from how it's rolled, how it's blended, how it's from seed to shelf. It is an art. Yeah. I mean, but it's... So, it is weird to say. I mean, but if you look at it this year, we're also giving up a lot of rights. You know, I was driving over today, you know, looking at some of the news. I don't know if you saw it. Like, there's a new thing now that uh, Apple didn't update now. You, you know you know how we say, hey, Siri? Right. You could say, now, hey, Siri, I'm being pulled over, and they'll start recording <laughs> for safety reasons. Like, uh, I mean, you look at these things, like, we're starting to give up a lot. That's what worries me because at the end of the day, this is what I mean. I'm I'm not originally born and raised here. I was born and raised in Brazil. You know, I came here for, you know, a land of opportunity per se. You know, that's why we really moved here. And, and actually, and if you looked at the, um, uh, what's that movie? Uh, Hand Roll. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the cigar manufacturers, same thing. They were pr- uh, prosecuted out of Cuba and went to Nicaragua and so forth. You know, because at the end of the day, we just want to be able to enjoy this premium product. Uh, I mean, it's it's not harming anybody. It's your own will. It is what it is. I, is that what scares you the most? Is Yeah, losing up our rights. I, I for sure. I mean, and I, I saw. I know you saw this uh, cigar show not announced today that China is the largest uh, consumer of Cuban cigars now. First time. I mean, and that's a communist country. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like we could talk all day long about not being able to have Cuban cigars here. I think it's ridiculous. 
And it's kind of the short-sightedness uh, of the government as a whole. Look, when you start to, and I think I've said this before as well, but when you start to to mess with a product that is really a worldwide product, right? Yeah. Because these are grown in the Dominican, in Nicaragua, in Costa Rica, in Peru, all over the world. Yeah. And they're on these small farms, and these people don't make a lot of money compared to what we make here in America, right? But, and, you, but if you look at what the cigar industry has done. What they've done, exactly. Created if you, towns. If you take that away, you're not just messing with local mom and pop shops here in America. You're messing with small farms across the world. Yeah, I mean, but then, and it, it's ridiculous to say that because it's, you look at some of these, I mean, you know, like uh, mass-produced products like Nikes, iPhones, you know, it's... <laughs> You know, pumping out stuff. I mean, I remember, I don't know if you recall this in the movie, The Handroll, it's like how many millions of cigarettes are made in, in a day? Like, I think it was like 350 million. Yep. And compared to a, a, a cigar, a, it, I think a cigar is like 1% is made a day or something exactly. like that. It's, ri- that. it's ridiculous. It, the, the, and it's such a different... It's funny because my mom asked me last night, because I was, you know, I, I'm... Staying with them, we're we're on vacation. Came down to see the parents, so the kiddo could hang out with the grandparents. I was smoking a cigar, and she asked me, "She goes, what's the difference between a cigar and a cigarette?" She's like, "I honestly don't know." Oh, I tell them all the time. I'm like, "Well, one's got a filter, and one doesn't." Yeah, and like one- one's completely natural. The other one is yeah. infused with all kinds of chemicals. Yeah, yeah, it's just it it's crazy, and there's not enough. And that's why I always say you've got to support your local B and M, right? Because they're the ones who are on the front lines. Really shepherding people into the hobby. Yeah, and, and taking the hit. Because, I mean, even for this was great location we have, you know, how many pushback we have, you know, to open up a shop. I mean, Florida is one of the best states to do it, but it's it's super difficult. It's not easy. It's super difficult I mean, everywhere. Yeah, I mean, but I would say across this, you know, the 40, other 49 states, it's even harder. I, I would mean, agree with that. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, all these excess tax. I mean, like, that's why a lot of our clientele online, to be honest with you, is a lot of California and New York. I mean, their prices are ridiculous. 78% tax in, yeah, yeah, in New York? Something yeah, ridiculous yeah, like yeah, that. I think they even raise it now. It's over 100, I think. It's something stupid. That's crazy. That's crazy. But it keeps guys like you in business. Yeah, I agree. But then, but then you look at it now, where they're trying to do the tax laws for across the internet commerce i mean that's that also opens up a whole another can of worms you know how you're gonna tax this product this across state lines i mean are we becoming a big union or are we becoming separate states what what is it what are we doing here yeah what are we doing it's so that's i mean i would say those are the biggest things across for the cigar industry um but i i'm pretty certain the the biggest straw is going to be the flavor ban for sure that's just I, it, it's just short-sighted. Yeah, it's just very short-sighted. I don't understand how they can throw the two together, but but they they definitely try. Well, if you if you gone now and you see like Beverly Hills, for example, there's only three cigar shops that will ever be there. Yeah, and that's and they really only got grandfathered in because a lot of those celebrities, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Stallone, and all these guys petitioned for it. I mean, luckily right. he's got a lot of political pull, and he was able to do that. But that's it. Right, but why not help everybody out? And like, he just helped those three cigar shops out, and now they don't have any competition. And competition, I think, is healthy. A rising tide raises all ships, right? Because, I mean, look how many different SKUs we have. How many SKUs do you carry right now? Oh, it's stupid. I mean, and that's, and that's, and that's why I say <laughs> for people to always ask us if they don't see something online, because we're, I mean, we're constantly going through inventory. So not everything that we, we can get, and have constantly we we you know sometimes some things are in the store first before they go online so we're constantly working that's why i always have if you're looking for something particular just ask and that's what evan did that's how we started a relationship he wanted the hvc black friday um which is a great smoke yeah great smoke uh and he asked and you know i just asked my rep one text call away yeah i I have one box all right no problem here you go i mean it's you know and and it helps too that everybody's basically either Miami or, uh, was it North Carolina? Yeah, you like know? you're right in the middle. Yeah, we're we're in the sweet spot in the middle. Yeah. So, so most it would take, 
for us to get a cigar it's usually five days and i say that's a lot for dapper that uh that we do a lot of that come out of california and then tatuaje of course you guys have good relationships with uh tatuaje mm-hmm. yeah oh we just um i mean uh we sold out we had this deal uh let me show in 1959 the, the one i think i made number three or number yeah it was some, somewhere in the top 10 it was in the, the top 10 for sure we had a deal that you know you buy a box and you get a the espresso set and the, the espresso set by the way anybody that got that i'm sure they will also agree with me it's a killer espresso set really oh it's a beautiful set I'm, I'm sad i missed it now yeah but i mean just things like that i mean so we're always trying to create value in some way what's next for oxford cigar company like what where do you see yourself in five years where do you see yourself in 10 years so honestly, um, we hope to keep building the e-commerce out because that way it extends our reach to a lot of people, you know, new smokers, regular smokers, so forth. Um, we're working on hopefully uh, having a, a private club per se, especially now in this day and age. You know, I don't, as, as great as our retail does, but we really want to create a, uh, a nice atmosphere for any cigar smoker to partake and enjoy you know, and just have your own lounge, especially now when everybody's basically home. I mean, you need to get out at some point. Right, right. You well, know? I think that's coming. I hope that's coming. Yeah, exactly. So new. So you're going to have a lounge? Yeah, uh, private members only. Private members only lounge. You know where you, you like, scouted spots yet? Yeah, we've been, we've been, actually, it's been a search for over a year and a half. No kidding. Yeah, it's been a nightmare. <laughs> it's, it's, it, because then city looks at it and all this stuff and then, Booze regulations, things like that. I is, mean, how hard is it? It's it's stupid hard. Really? Yeah. I mean, not every city likes it. I mean, it's, it's the problem is, I don't want to say a lot of retail, but if you compare a cigar shop or cigar retailer, whatever you want to call it, compared to the ones we have in the states to the ones in Europe, it's a different class. I how mean, so? It's it's a whole proper lounge experience. It's more high end. I know, even though they carry less SKUs, of course, because it's mainly Cubans, but, you know, some of the best lounges I've been are overseas in Europe. I can tell you that right now. There's one in Amsterdam that's beautiful. It's got this whole piano in the middle, downstairs oh, wow. lounge. They can go make your, put your espresso pod. I mean. So you, it, it's a quintessential lounge. When you think of a lounge in your head, that's what you're thinking. Yeah, of. exactly. Because we don't want to be, so like we started doing, you know, I tested out, we started using like rabbit airs. You know, proper instead of using smoke eaters, you know, because there's a lot of places I can tell you right now I can go to and I, I can't, you know, I'm a big cigar smoker, but I can't sit inside because you just get smoked out. You get smoked out, absolutely. Yeah, so, um, you know, looking for the proper setup and just making it enjoyable, affordable, and, and everyone partake. So, where do you see the industry in five, ten years? Well, see, that's a scary thing. I mean, I, I could tell you. From what we've seen this year, I think a lot of people pivoted. And I think, I think the ones that pivoted did well, like, you know, pick up curbside or so forth. I think that was genius. Thank God they allowed that, which I don't even know how. Because right. I could see some people, you know, oh, how are you going to check somebody's ID or so forth? Yep. I mean, but if one thing I can say, looking at it, how the alcohol industry has survived this long, right? You know, um, for example, the wine business. There's still a lot of states that you can still order one online and still ship to your house. So I, I, I see it surviving. I see, I see it thriving. I just, I just will tell you that from what I see is that it's going to be craft, craft cigar world now. It's not going to be so much. Not everybody's going to smoke the Romeos, the Monte. It's going to be across the board. That you, I, you think it's coming small uh, batch across the board? Yeah, it's, gonna, it, it's coming for sure. I mean, which is good, like I said. Because I can tell you... It's like we were talking about bringing Cubans, right? Well, the problem is majority of them are fake. And if you've been to Cuba and you've seen how they do production, you know, every Monte Cristo, Cohibas, and everything is produced in one factory. One the factory, government yeah. controls everything. They go to the farms. They pick 90% of the best tobacco. And then the other stuff is, you know, left to the farmers, make their, their stuff. And then we have a lot of people that come to the shop. It's like, oh, Lucas, I have this great Cuban cigar, da da and I, I can look at it from a mile away and I can tell you it's fake. fake. Yeah. But the best part is, is when you ask them, well, here, I'll tell you what, you know, not to offend anybody, but like, you know, I'll give you a cigar 
we'll exchange, okay? And let me let me crack this open, show you what you're smoking. And I can tell you right now how many horrific <laughs> Cuban stories I open cigars and I seen hair, pebbles, oh, yeah. shards of metal. I mean we call that a Cuban sandwich, whatever you pick up on the floor. Yeah. It's just the sweepings. Yeah, and you know, I hope that people I know it's this stigma that oh you gotta have what you you know, what you can't get. But I, I hope that doesn't deter away a lot of new 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 smokers. No, it, and it shouldn't. I think when I first got into the hobby, it was well, I want a Cuban because I can't get a Cuban. And then you start getting Cubans, and you're like, well, these are good, but I can have better quality consistently with a not from a non-Cuban than I can from a Cuban. Yeah, and I mean, and that's how we do a lot overseas because these guys are paying these outrageous prices for these Cubans, and then you come in with a Nicaraguan or Dominican cigar that goes toe-to-toe and it's half the price at least, then they really see the value then. How is shipping overseas? Is, is that a nightmare sometimes? So, to be honest with you, our biggest shipping problems has been in the States. No kidding. Yeah. Um, USPS is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. I mean, USPS is terrible. Objectively terrible. Yeah, it's... Like, these guys create so much issues for us. I mean, like, they don't scan the packages. Like, where is it? I mean, we ship everything, first of all, first class or priority mail. Yep. Okay? But you're lucky if you get it within three days. All right? Right. And that's why we focus on, like I said, shipping with Bovida and all that. The shirt, you know, it comes to you fresh. I mean, the packs that we have that, that we have now that we ship, I mean, it can stay up to that three months, no problem. Shipping with Bovida, that's an extra, that's an added cost to you guys. Yeah. But okay. And you eat that. Yeah, you, we do. You, you don't put that into the cost nope. of the cigars. You guys eat that, and that just goes to the to, to the quality that you're trying to give your customers. Yeah. And exactly. And that's the other thing, too. I mean, and to be quite frank, we, we usually don't discount our product. Uh, we, we do price match. We have great prices like everybody else. I mean, if you want to talk prices, you're right in line with what some of the big guys are. When you go into a B&M, you know immediately you're going to pay 15 to 20% more than what you're going to pay online. But you're paying for the experience. You're paying to support your local B&M. You're paying to sit there. To sit there, yeah. right. Absolutely. And to commiserate with other brothers and sisters of the leaf. When you buy online, it's for your consumption. And so it's a little bit, it should be a little bit cheaper. You guys are able to, to, to make those deals that local B&Ms can't. I think that there is a, a, a way for both to coexist. I know that there are B&Ms that hate online. Yeah. And there are online that hate B&Ms. Yeah, but it's one of those things. It's just because they don't know and they don't know how much value. Like, look what Cigar Pack did. You know, uh, they work with a lot with BMNs and introduce new brands. Um, I forgot which one. There's this other one uh, that I saw Bovin and Rob pushing a lot was that they take the bands out. And it and it's just you know wrapped so it's a blind taste that those things I think are awesome, you know. Um, but it's just how you educating and bringing the customers. I mean, the other thing is too that we really try to push a lot and is you'll get discounts on our website if you just be part of the family, right? And, and we say that in a sense uh, do the reviews. Uh, you know, every dollar you spend, you get one point. Okay, you write a review, it's seventy five points. And that's just not just for us, but it's also for the manufacturer, for the consumer to look, okay, which one's got the best reviews? I mean, at the end of the day, we're all, like you said, brothers and sisters of the Leaf. So, you know, that's how we, we hope. I mean, and I, I got to tell you, we have a lot of people that get free boxes all the time. They, they just rack up their points. Our point system never expires. So they, I mean, there's users right now with 5,000 plus points. And then when they want something, you know, exclusive to get a free box of, you know, something rare, limited, it happens all the time. But that's how we create you and give you discounts. Are the manufacturers okay with that? Are they yeah, cool with that? Yeah, because part of the rewards program. It's the biggest thing that I will say that on, right now on the online that really ticks me off is the not because uh, we all have uh, manufacturers agree pricing. Right. And to be honest with you, there's a lot of manufacturers, a lot of online retailers that don't respect that. That is an issue because then we have customers like yourself that shopping around, clicking one click away. Well, I get this for this price. We'll, we'll price match it, but then it's like, well, what do we do? So there's a there's a manufacturer that I'm thinking of, McAuliffe, where they have 
cut out online retailers altogether mm-hmm. to support their local B&Ms. And I, I get that from a certain point of view. I understand it. But they're cutting out a huge swath of their of their customers. Yeah, but then again, they probably have that issue that they don't have enough product. Is that Do you think that's what it is? Just not enough product to yeah. move? I mean, I'll tell you one. Um, we're getting our LFD and illusion bowls. Okay, there's still... It's a still high demand, number one of the year. But in the really, I would say, middle of last year, we weren't getting them in boxes anymore. We were getting them in bundles, and they were all individually cellophane with a bow to pack in the middle. Now, I will tell you, those were some of the best bowls out because the fact that they kept them cellophane and protected with the big Boveda 60-gram in the middle. Oh, they had a 60-gram in the I, middle. I believe it was a 60-gram. Damn. It kept it really fresh. Wow. So, I mean, because I didn't have boxes. Right. But the box is beautiful. The box is beautiful. But I can tell you right now, there's so many different beautiful boxes out there. I mean, that's one cost that I will say, if a lot of these manufacturers get away with, you know, I would get rid of the box, especially uh, to get into uh, through customs and support. I mean, you're paying for weight. Like, I hate it when we have boxes that they put the, the piece really? of cedar in there because it, it's deceiving. Because then you think you have a lot more, and then you open it through. Oh, well, I'm missing two cigars or one cigar. I mean, just make up the difference. Whereas, I like, for example, I don't know. You remember the Avo Regional Editions? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Those were cardboard boxes. Those were that wasn't a box. Was that because of COVID? I know that manufacturers, because of COVID, were having a hard time. Yeah, sourcing boxes. I don't know if it was because of COVID per se, but it was just really nice. Avoid the cost. Make it less than hassle and shipping, and then throw a bovino or whatever humidification pack you can put in there. That's where I hope a lot of people do. So you're hoping they just do away with boxes altogether? Yeah, because it's it's. Well, I know in in, in countries like Australia, I think, and Canada, like the box has to be covered up, yeah, and the bands have to be off. And now they have the huge, you know, cancer label, like right. a picture of a a lung that looks like it's got, you know, <laughs> right that they've been smoking a. A pack of Marlboro Unfiltered for... Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I can live without the boxes because it also gives the small guy a fair shot too because you got to figure many... I mean, we started dabbling in the manufacturer. We have our own cigar, uh, but it's only for event only. But uh, when we're looking at the cost, the cost for bands and boxes... It's insane. It's insane. I it, mean, sometimes it's more expensive than the cigar itself. I just had this conversation with uh, the guys that I just came from uh deep south cigar and they're like the the bands are crazy expensive yeah. to make and then and then it, it it hurts the small guy because he'll look at it well do i make a great cigar that's going to sit in the shelf because nobody's going to really pick at it because it doesn't look as beautiful as a julius caesar or you know anything like that right because that i can tell you right now as a retailer you can see that all the time they they you know uh window shop right and then you have all oh, the pretty labels, you know, like Perdomo, for example. I, I would say they have some of the best labels in the industry. Oh, for sure. The 20th anniversary and so forth. But I know Nick, we were talking about it, uh, IPCPR one year. He's like, yeah, we get them in pallets from, uh, it's a Amst- uh, Netherlands company that gets them all printed. Oh, jeez. But he can afford that, you know, but a lot of people can't. A lot of people can't. No, and the plates... To, like I was just, I literally, I was just talking with Jeremy about this. The plates that you've got to strike. Oh, it's it's like a hundred dollars a plate for each color that has to be struck. Oh yeah, and, yeah, exactly. It depends if you do embossing, color. Embossing adds cost, uh, and you get them in mile rolls. So mm-hmm. it's not like you can buy small rolls. You're getting a mile no, roll. You got to buy thousands at a time. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So you you would that save the consumer? Yeah, that would. And like, that would, how that much? Would. Like on a cigar, let's say a fifteen dollar premium cigar. You do away with the boxes and you, you cut down on the band. How much is that going to save a consumer? I mean, it can save a lot, honestly. $5? At least, I a would cigar. say. It really depends on the band, but it can save a lot. Because as a guy who's still relatively new to the hobby, I've only been in it for almost three years now. It, like That's how I used to shop for cigars. Is, oh, that's got a neat band. Yeah, I'll look, try that. Like, it must be it, great. It has a great rating or whatever. Yeah. But honestly, if the way I say this, don't be when you, when you go to any cigar retailer and think, don't be so deceived by color, right? Because a lot of people, oh my God, it's really dark. It's going to be, you know, a killer. Well, you can go for the dark one and so forth, but then 
do a different cut. So you do a punch, less draw, okay? Yep. Or do a V in the middle. And kind of Christmas tree it. But really, the best way I would say is you look for, you know, uh, feel it. it. Does it look like a solid construction? Is it triple cap? Is it double capped? I mean, that's how we kind of do our, our tastings, per se, because we, we, the way I do it is we do DTC PV. So draw, taste, construction. Okay, and you rate it out of 5, out of 10, whatever you want to do. Most of them right now, I would say, hit it all day. But then the biggest swing vote is the price per value. Yep. And that happens constantly. And you're like, yeah, it's not worth it. Then I wouldn't buy it again. No, $30 cigars are great, but I'm not smoking those every day, all day. Yeah, they got to be an amazing. Right. They're going to have to really hit it out of the ballpark for me to go, yeah, I'm going to buy a box. Yeah. You know a lot about cigars. You are extremely knowledgeable about cigars. As an online retailer, how do you translate your knowledge to your customer? Because your customer is predominantly online. Yeah, see, and that's the hard part. Because if you look, I mean, we try to be as elaborate as possible, right? Uh, you know, by abiding by regulations. So a lot of our cigars, we sit down with the manufacturer. Okay, give me, you know, let's go by tasting notes. What can you tell me about it? It's sad that a lot of people don't disclose so much. I mean, I, and I'm good friends with Adrian uh, Acosta. He's the one that created the cigar culture. Yeah. But he's the only one I would say right now that if you look at the, the back of the bundle that comes with the cigar, it's a 10-pack, he's got everything disclosed in there. Exactly. This is Habano 2000 from 2005. He's the only guy that does that. I wish more would do that because then, you know, yourself or any rookie that's looking, well, I really like the cigar. Well, then you look at it, well, because it had the Jalapa wrapper or I had Mexican San Andreas, then, okay, then I know to stick with that because I like that spiciness and all that. Right. Because at the end of the day, binder and filler are just for burn and construction to hold the cigar together but you know the best way i would say is you look at a cigar and don't be so intimidated by sizing try to stick under toros is my recommendation i know everybody tries to go for the larger cigars because they feel like i'm getting the best, best bang, value yeah bang but, for the buck but you really don't No, because 70 percent of the flavor is on the wrapper yep so if you really just you know grab all these little ones and then or lanceros even and really try to figure out what wrapper and what things you like, you're going to have a great selection that works for you. What regulations do you have to abide by as far as being descriptive with the cigars? We just, because then it, it, it comes down to the FDA thing because then they're saying, you know, we're saying there's flavor and then we're bringing kids. That's that's really what it comes down to. Seriously? Yeah, it's because it's flavoring profile. How many kids are knocking down B&M doors trying to get cigars? Yeah, see, and that's the biggest argument. I mean, you look at, like you said, like the hand roll. You saw that, that scene that they did that uh, Tobacco Free America. They have those kids looking at cigarellos and all these, you know, black and mild. I mean, it's ridiculous. So this has been a great conversation. Give us the website again. OxfordCigarCompany.com. I need more cigars.com. OxfordCigarCo.com. It really is a, a great online retailer where you can get killer deals, Great cigars. You guys ship them perfectly every time. If there was one thing that you want your potential customers to know or even your customers to know about what it is you do, what would that be? Give us a shot. Try, uh, you know, uh, shop around. And if you don't find something that, that, that you usually shop, ask. I mean, it's, I mean, we're, I would say we're pretty approachable. So just, just ask away. We'll try to accommodate you the best we can. Absolutely. I mean, that's how that's how Evan. Yeah. You you built the relationship with Evan. Have you built any other relationships with other people? Um, I don't want to say Evan's media, but he's pretty much media. I mean, he puts out a ton of stuff. You built relationships with other media. Um, not so much media, uh, because you know everybody really. When you speak media, they go cigar for not and so forth. We, I would say, we built a lot of good relationships with manufacturers. I mean, that's how we really open. Our account were warped. It was actually a funny story. They saw we had the number one review uh, for uh, on YouTube for warped uh, GR eighty eight. Really? Yeah, we did a uh, we did a t- and at the time I didn't even have a brick and mortar. We had we did a tasting with uh, used to be Bella Bella Costa cigars and 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 coffee. 
yeah. or a cafe. Um, and it was like the number one watch on YouTube for that cigar. And they called us like, well, you portrayed our brand very well and very fairly. You know, would you like to open an account? Because we noticed they don't have a direct account. I mean, that's how we started. Oh, wow. So it's all about relationships. It really comes down to it. It really is. The cigar industry is all about relationships. Uh, hopefully this relationship you and I have will, will continue. Hopefully we'll see you at PCA. Yeah. That, that'll be fun. Uh, Lucas, thank you so much for sitting down thank with you. me. OxfordCigarCompany.com. I need more cigars.com. What was the other one? Uh, <laughs> OxfordCigarCo.com. <laughs> I love it. You guys are everywhere. Yes. You, yeah. You, we try to be. <laughs> you, you, you can't miss it. Give them a shot. Uh, thanks a lot for sitting down with me. I appreciate it. Take appreciate the time it. out of your I hope you enjoyed day. that. Oh, absolutely. This has been fantastic. Like, this is legitimately a very good cigar. See, and that's the thing. And, and it's under 10 bucks. So that's the one amazing. you particularly smoked is the Cuco Gran Toro. Cuco Gran Toro. So it's a 6x54. What's your favorite Vitola? I like Robustos. I really do. I like Robustos because I feel like some middle between Toros. Because, I mean, Lancero can be, you can be overwhelmed with flavor. So uh, the Robusta is a good middle line with not too much filler and binder. It's obviously it's a good happy medium. Is that where you, you think you taste more of the wrapper in a Robusto than you do any other? Well, Lancero is still the best as far as tasting, tasting the wrapper. The wrapper, the Lancero is absolutely the best. But the Robusto gives you enough control for, I mean, especially like we're smoking outside, you know, wind, burn. Because the way, you know, I, I try to educate everybody to smoke a cigar, if you're a big barbecue guy, do it like a brisket, okay? You don't want to puff through it and, and burn it, right. okay? And then you also don't want to go too slow that you keep have to relight it. So you got to remember, it's, it's the tobacco leaf, as you burn through it, the oils and, you know, ferment and so forth. So take your time, enjoy, have a conversation like we're doing now. I mean, luckily we haven't had to do a relight. No, it hasn't been windy at all. It's been great. It's yeah. beautiful out. It's oppressively hot. Yeah, exactly. But it is beautiful out. Lucas, thanks again. Thank I appreciate it. Join me next time where I don't know quite what I'll be talking about, but I promise it'll be Simply Stogies. Stay smoky, friends. Thank you for listening to Simply Stogies. Please rate and review Simply Stogies on iTunes. You can follow James on his cigar journey on Instagram at Simply Stogies Podcast, all one word, and on Twitter at the Twitter handle at Simply Stogies. <laughs>